1: Well, hey, Emily, how are you today? I am fantastic.
0: Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, we have got some weather outside today in St. Louis. Snow is coming down. Some sleet first, some rain. It's going to be freaking
1: cold. I'm so happy.
0: <laughs> I know you are. I know you are, and I'm wandering around the house like, okay, where are the where are the uh, turtlenecks? Oh my god, I have to wear the tights underneath mm-hmm. my pants. Where's my fucking snow boots? And uh that's why I was a little late to get right. here today. We haven't even had
1: wine yet, and you're already throwing out the F word. Well, it's I snowing, it. and it's gonna
0: be 15 <laughs> later. Yeah, it's not a whole lot of fun, but uh, whatever. You know, yeah. that's what happens when you live in an area that has four seasons. Sometimes all in the same day. I'm just. Yesterday I'm it was 67.
1: Yeah, I you know the most beautiful day of the year. I was always followed by snow here. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. But anyway, it's nice to be back in the studio. I know. Oh. Good to see you. Nice to see you too. You've We're been here busy. a little earlier today than our normal recording time, which is really exciting. Feels a little um, strange to be drinking wine this early, but I'm. So excited! I know you are to dig into this wine and have a great conversation, yeah. which comes as a direct result of my weekend. So
0: I know you were very very busy this I know. weekend. I had some yeah. fun
1: gigs. I, I had performed. to follow you on our
0: Instagram story just to find out what you were doing. It's <laughs> like, oh, that's what she's doing. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's
1: nice. That's
0: right. Yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. all good. I'm glad that
1: you were out and about though. It was. It was fun. Making I, friends. I, I ended up playing a couple of performances at the fabulous Fox Theater here in town, which is a very famous venue that... So yeah, that's where many. We met. That's right. We did meet there. At the Fox. Yep. Yeah. During the filming of a of a movie. Yeah. Uh, so yes, many famous footsteps have crossed through the Fox Theater. In addition to, in addition, us. addition it's to, crazy. Us. <laughs> it's crazy so. that the bar we've set for everybody in <laughs> St. Louis. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, anyway, continue. Yeah. So, I, I had an opportunity to perform with the St. Louis Philharmonic, and we performed alongside of The Rat Pack is Back, this wonderful ensemble from Vegas. Okay. And um, ended up meeting the entire crew. And, of course, you know how I do I became best friends with everybody. Right. I know. I know. I saw that on our Instagram story. Yeah. <laughs> well, Emily has more friends now. That's right. So, it's like, well, let's take advantage of this opportunity and rope, you know, Rope some of these oh, people in. I don't think so. you roped them in. I'm sure once you just started talking <laughs> and telling them
0: about our show and what we're about, that they were like eager to um, come on the show.
1: That's right. And
0: if they're not, then you know we will not uh, untie them from the stool later. Yeah,
1: they right. <laughs> You know. So introduce yeah, our guest Emily. So yeah, we're we are definitely starting to introduce a new segment to our listeners. You know, we've we've been now for over a year having wonderful conversations over Fantastic. a bottle of wine with the most amazing women that we've met, and and we you know we love men too so yeah, sometimes you can't tell it when you're
0: listening to some of the episodes <laughs> you're like I'm not so sure but deep down we do love men you know
1: that's right. So yeah. we want to start offering some B-side conversations, inviting some of the most interesting men that we've, we we have meet along our journeys, invite right. them into the studio, and get a chance to learn a bit, little bit more about them and their perspectives. So one of our very first B-side conversations is here with us today. His name is Lon Bronson. Um, is uh, that music... is Charles
0: Bronson's younger brother.
2: <laughs> right. I've never heard that before. You haven't, have you? <laughs>
0: I'm so witty. I'm so clever. I'm so original. And this early. Wow. <laughs> and one sip
2: <laughs> actually you know, usually i say yeah he's my dad and half the time people go really
0: <laughs> yeah and
2: i'm sure you know i didn't mean to interrupt your no, interaction. Yeah. i'm sure you know this but charles bronson was not his real name the actor
0: get out oh. of town yeah. i know bronson that's, so that's
2: a real tough guy name right yeah. Wh- yeah which i got all through high school i got your name is bronson i pictured you differently <laughs> you know <laughs> But I'm, you're... I'm a I'm a delicate artiste instead.
0: Yeah, because yeah, Bronson is your actually family given name. Oh, yeah. you didn't choose that oh. to change the and
2: Lon too. People go, that's not your real name, Lon. Nobody's name Lon. Lon Cheney. That's about it. Never heard of another Lon. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the other the other thing I do is too. is it short is or is it it's it, it is It's short for Lonald.
0: Lonald, that's oh. a good one. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got her. See? I, thought it was be I like, got her. Uh, uh, I'm so gullible. I sent that, that to
2: you because you're a comedian. So,
0: Well, I was just going to go with it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Anne. Lonald. Okay. That's Ronald. great. That's great. <laughs> Mom and Dad had a speech impediment. That's how that worked out. <laughs> that's funnier.
2: That's funnier. <laughs>
1: Well, Lon is, we had so much fun talking after the show, and um, he's just had such a fascinating career. The music director of the Rat Pack is back, which is how we met, but then we started talking a little bit more and just learned all about these wonderful projects that he's been involved with, um, working with Drew Carey on the Mr. Vegas All Night Party, uh, Friars Club Roast of Drew Carey, Um, you've done some really cool projects with. You know, working with stars like Julie Louis-Dreyfus, and the names go on and on and on.
2: The the Rat Pack actually started because of my collaboration with David Cassidy. I was David Cassidy. For those of your listeners who are under 40, Mm -hmm. he was the biggest teen heartthrob star on the planet by far from 1970 to about 1974. I became his musical director in the late 90s, and one day, which was a lot of fun— and uh, we toured yeah. and did like yeah. Partridge Family kind of David Cassidy stuff. But uh, uh, one day he just he, – he calls me up. He goes, you know what? We're going to do a Rat Pack show. And I go, what do you mean? Like how can we do a Rat Pack show? Well, it's going to be impersonators, but I'm going to get like the top guys in their field to, to do it and known entities. And, and so it was all David Cassidy's idea. Interesting. That, that David Cassidy's is the reason I'm sitting here today.
1: Seriously, because because he
2: thought up the name, he fought um, the battles. Because in the beginning, uh, the estate of Sinatra and the estate of Sammy Davis Jr. both came after us
0: to prevent you from using their music, their likenesses, everything.
2: Well, we didn't really use their likenesses because it's a live show, okay? But they they try to come after us for actually the concept of the Rat Pack, which which I in some way they. Thought they could, you know, own that, which you, which you later no. on a million and a half dollars later, in litigation? they lost. Yes, oh my oh my gosh. Gosh. but he went in one point five mil is What he told me, and um, he successfully defended it. But it's so hysterical after all of that. Uh, to you know, that's a pretty hefty check to sign mm-hmm. to to retain the rights to the the Rat Pack is back. Because you may see many other imitation shows, and I'll call it the live live from the
0: sands, singing,
2: swinging, drinking, live from the sands, or the the summit. You know, there's a lot of different names they could go with. But after writing that check, he defends it, and then he goes around 2003, 2004. I think he just goes, "Eh, I don't want to do this anymore." It's like the object was no longer shiny to him. (laughs) Oh my gosh! So he passed it off to the production company that I'm involved with now. So I, I, there's a lineage. I've always been involved only with the Rat Pack. Is back because there are countless other Rat Pack type shows, and just like what we were talking about with yeah. uh, with improv, right? Rat Pack in the wrong hands is really painful. Oh, really painful. Right. Really painful. But I thought our cast was great. Would oh, you think? Oh
1: my god, it, they were the Frank Sinatra. He's
2: amazing. Is, Chris Xavier?
1: I uh, yeah, vocally. Spot on. So, and he's yeah. got the
2: attitude too. Because mm-hmm. he, visually, you look at him. It, it, Frank was kind of an odd person, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, facially, hi, facially, <laughs> yeah. And and uh, it's really tough to pull that off to get somebody to actually look like Frank and sound like Frank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Chris. Pulls it off just with the attitude and, and the vocal chops, I think.
1: Oh, God. He was so He's great. good. They were yeah. all great. And they're nice people. Are you know, they the same it. cast that
0: uh, you've worked with? I, when I was stalking your Facebook page uh, <laughs> overnight, dangerous. Uh, I noticed you have 4,008 friends. FYI. That's, I, a lot. that's a lot. Of I, I know about 20 of them.
2: Yeah. I was like, wow, <laughs> he has more friends than
0: I have. I need to step up my game. Mm-hmm. But uh, you were here in St. Louis like a year and a half ago.
2: Oh, no, no. It was only like six Spring. months ago.
0: Okay, we so were it here was, in March. A lot of it
2: life. Was March. Yeah.
1: Okay. A lot of life in the last six months. I so thought it yeah. was like 2018, but it was no, no, no. It literally it was six page. months ago
2: because we did the went, Rat Pack is back as a show at the Fox
0: for part of the Broadway series. Uh, their seasons. Not, their season. Mm-hmm. Yes. What
2: well, was in March? So it must have been. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a ticketed show for the public versus what. Right. What uh, we did yesterday—that was a private event.
0: Oh, so it was a little hoity-toity last <laughs> oh, night. Oh, yeah, it, it was, was a little it exclusive. It was for the stockbrokers. Edward, uh, Edward Jones. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh well, then mm-hmm. that changes all of this. There were
2: thousands. Yeah. We did two shows. No wonder you said yeah. you
0: probably could have gotten me in if you had known me yesterday, and I would have stood outside with like under like some kind mm-hmm. of cover camouflage, maybe with like you know
1: buy a cigarette, you know, girl. <laughs> could have gotten in as opposed yeah. to just buying a ticket. Some eight thousand people, you know,
2: or or the 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 stage production we normally do, we have a uh, bunny character that comes up and, and oh. interrupts the. Uh, You know, like as as in a Playboy bunny, cigarette girl kind of a thing. Okay, so I'm I'm like 50 and a
0: half, so it'd have been like the Playboy bunny with (laughs) the menopause Playboy bunny with the cane, (laughs) the hormonal flashes. That would be
1: a new spin for sure. <laughs> like sweating, yeah. you know. oh my
2: Actually, gosh. our bunny is in that neighborhood, and and you'd never know it. No, yeah. she's. We're, we're proud to have uh, Joelle and our cast, and and we we did miss her yesterday. If you see uh, the show, when you see the show, yes,
1: when you'll
2: she's got a cute little uh, interruption, and oh. uh, she comes in and she sings "Happy Birthday." It's cute.
1: Oh, very cute. Yeah, almost yeah. Marilyn Monroe style.
2: Well, because in one version of the show there was kind of a Marilyn, and it just got. That wasn't Rat Pack is back. Right. But the, it got cheesy and it was like,
1: ugh. So let's do it bunny style instead. Yeah. 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 So we um, have actually like jumped right in and forgot to do one of our key things. which is talk about the wine that we're drinking today that which of is course gorgeous. is fueling our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Lana shared with me that he likes Old World wine, French, and Italian. And um, so I didn't select that. So she, so <laughs> so she got something I from got, somewhere else. Yeah. No, I, I, I selected a wine it's a Pinot Noir that um, the wine merchant had recommended that they, they said this is old world in style and it will surprise you it's, and it's-, a, it's from Australia it's from Victoria this is a 2017 um, MWC we'll make sure to take a picture of this um, and you know share it as we always do but I I think this definitely uh, it tastes Old world in style. I would not have pinned this as uh, Australian wine. No, um, no, because some of the
0: Australians we've had
1: have, have, have been kind of funky. I haven't. And
2: liked it's them. not overly yeah. Pinoty, which right. is not a word. But you know, if you get a Pinot and it's it's a little forward. Mm. This isn't. This is pretty neutral, actually. Do, do you mind me asking what this goes for a, bo- a bottle?
1: So yes, it we is do an, an We're not 18, <laughs> tell you, Actually, this okay. is a, a about an eighteen dollar price point across the board at the wine merchant. I think they had it for thirteen or fourteen dollars. Yeah.
2: Wow, and that's a good value.
1: It is a really good value, and um, some good things have happened there. They now offer shipping anywhere. So all of our glitterati can get that discount That's, across the US. But that scares US. me,
2: the shipping part. Yeah. It really yeah. does. I mean I after being in, in France this summer and going into an actual wine cellar to uh to Select buy your wine. Yeah, to, to get the wine. They you know, they're like, Oh well you if you're not gonna drink this right away, if you're not gonna bring this right home, we'll keep it for you here till you come back. They didn't want me um, to take it out in the well, August heat. Yeah. I'm like wow and then every all the bottles are stored you know horizontally right, right. you mm-hmm. know and it's and it's dark the and it's, it's it's what is it uh 53 degrees something like that 50, yeah, between 53, like 53 50
1: and 55 and, and yeah um, which is just whatever. amazing
2: that's what you're supposed to do versus going to your local wine store and it's sitting up you know, oh, right. vertically, and it's sometimes it might be in you know, like 78 degree heat, and you're oh, like, yeah, no, uh oh. That's not the wine you want. Yeah.
1: Well, I yeah. mean, at least we've
0: moved forward from the times when I would just go to Chinook's and. At the local grocery store, and just or pick up the Aldi. pick up the bottle off the bottom shelf, and just start drinking it right there. Yeah. I, mean, it's been, I didn't want to adjust the temperature, you know. In the it's aisle. like in the aisle, and I'm like, whatever, you know. Yeah. Emily said, you know, keep the temperature consistent. I know. I'm only doing what they told me to do here on the podcast. That's so. great.
1: Yeah. Well, I think this is yummy. I like mm. it. Um, you know, on the pa- on the nose, I'm getting the, uh, the Pinot Noir character of that strawberry and cherry. I definitely get I get some black cherry also on the nose and some earth on the palate. All of that comes through with a little bit of um, like a little bit of an anise on it as well. Um, I, I think it's very elegant. Um, I'm looking forward to tasting this as it opens up because we did literally just open this and start drinking it. So right, right. I think more is going to develop out of it. But I find this to be a very pretty Pinot Noir and I think one that would be really good with holiday dinners.
0: I I would have to agree with you. The first sip that I had, I was like, oh, it's just like grape juice. But then again, it is (laughs) early in the morning. And uh, so I would recommend, uh, it's not early in the morning, it's just almost near lunchtime for our listeners who are listening to this. Um, It's just earlier than when we normally record. Mm -hmm. So it's a good breakfast wine.
1: It is a good breakfast wine. It's a fabulous breakfast wine.
0: And
2: that's a short list. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh so if you <laughs>
0: if you're just not feeling like, you know, some orange juice or coffee or something mm-hmm. and you've got this Pinot Noir hanging around, you just open it up and uh <laughs> call in for the day. It,
2: um It's pretty complex for a for an eighteen dollar bottle of wine. I I would have guessed thirty, seriously. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well it's gotten better. So oh, yeah. the 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 subsequent sips have, have definitely um improved on that first like oh grape juice.
1: Um <laughs> Some herbaceousness is starting to come out on the palate for me.
0: Uh well sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, that's um mm-hmm. that's where you come in to talk yeah. about that kind of stuff. Um, what
1: about what about you? What what are well, your so thoughts? like
0: my thoughts are if this wine were a panty, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, it would definitely be, um, probably I'm going to say, as I think about it, um, I would say probably like a really pretty, um, uh, uh black, um, satiny mm-hmm. with some lace, um, Sure, lacy black satiny. Okay, uh, yeah, that's um, that's definitely uh, continues to you know breathe with you throughout the
1: day. I would think that those would be a nice pair of panties (laughs) to wear to a Vegas show. Well, or you know, to the schnooks, it's fine. (laughs) You know,
2: is the underwear analogy uh, commonplace here? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm thinking. I don't know if I want to compare this to any of my pants.
1: <laughs> well,
0: <Fair laughs> enough. You're free too if you feel the need to, to join in on it. But uh, mm-hmm. um, so we understand that you're, you've not been listening to our podcast since we started it a year ago. We I realize that
2: I have not, and I've only I've only recently been informed by both my daughters that podcasts are cool again because mm-hmm. I I was of the notion that podcasts were really cool, like in the in the late. 2008, 2009, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of in my world, it kind of went away for a while. Because I used to actually, uh, I think I used to listen to Penn's podcast, which I think he's still doing, Penn Gillette. Okay. I'm, what is he? As oh. in Penn and Teller. Yes, yeah. Penn Gillette of Penn and Teller. And I, I'm pretty sure he still does it. He, uh, it's What does he call it? He's going to kill me if he hears this. When he hears it. Atheist church something.
1: Oh, how Really? Yeah.
2: And it's brilliant. Of course, anything Penn does is absolutely brilliant.
1: He's such an amazing mind.
2: Uh, Smartest guy in the room, hands down, in my world.
0: I would think that the podcast has gone through a little bit of evolution because the technology's gotten a little better, too. The ability to have it on your phone easy when Apple made the podcast app and stuff like that. But I... I, um, my understanding is is that when um, they came out with the first serial, that the episode oh, episodes yeah. on Adnan Syed. so good, um, and I,
2: well, both, both that, my,
0: but there's just like it went crazy, like just everybody jumped in after that because it was such. It right. changed the way that, we. See,
2: that's what it was. It seemed it was like it, everybody had a podcast, and then it kind of dissipated a little bit. At least, again, in my world. But now, both daughters are like, Dad, you got to listen to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's oh, yeah. got the biggest podcast he does. uh uh I think Drew was on it and Penn was just on it and they go because they both know Penn as well cuz we're we're actually family or our families are friends. And um you listen you got to listen to Penn's uh, podcast I go I'm not Penn. Uh, the I'm episode sorry. So Joe Rogan Joe Rogan's podcast with Penn. Yeah. And and I was like whoa wait a minute yeah. podcasts are hip again
0: they are and they certainly but, are but just like you said about improv and Rat in Pack in the wrong hands yeah. it's pretty shitty so yeah. We're, yeah. we're good we're I, good
1: i'm curious I, I how did you meet Penn? is it by being in vegas and being in the entertainment industry there
2: um yeah it's it's actually it, it possibly an interesting story he my guitar player in my band just called him up cold once because he read that uh pen uh doesn't drink alcohol Mm -hmm. and my guitar player is uh aa or 12 step so that's why i'm going to not name him right so i have many guitars which (laughs) one is it (laughs) he called him up cold and just said hey i just wanted to talk to you because uh i read that you're uh you know you don't drink well it turns out pen never drank
0: never started
2: is never 12 step never had a problem From birth, he just goes, I have absolutely no interest in in any chemical alteration in any way, shape, or form. And uh, the anonymous guitar player kind of just struck up a a friendship with him. Mm -hmm. And at one point, uh, he brought him to see the Lon Bronson Band Mm -hmm. at the Riviera because we held court there for the entire 90s. Uh, Every Monday night, we started our show at 1 a.m., technically Tuesday morning. Okay. And back then, in the early 90s, everyone in Vegas had two shows. So it became this massive industry night thing where uh, not only musicians that were just got out of their mm-hmm. second show, but all the dancers, all the Wait headliners, staff. I mean it
0: just uh, filled this filled the room.
2: And uh, a lot of comics too. Okay. And so Penn came and Penn loves music and so he just fell in love with the band. He and I uh, started a convers first conversation we had, I go, I grew up in Keene, New Hampshire. And he goes, no, you're fucking kidding me. No way. He goes, I grew up in Greenfield, Massachusetts, which is literally about a little less than an hour south of Keene. Okay. And he used to come up to Keene to go to the Cheshire Fair every August. So, I mean, we just hit it off from there. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. honestly, been really good friends. He just... After the show, I'll, I'll show you. I got a picture I took uh, because I thought it was so sweet. He just sent me a, a hoodie last week, and, and he sent it to all his friends, or he calls it his closed circle. So it's probably maybe 30 people. And it's just a hoodie with a typewriter on it that he had designed just for 30 mm-hmm. or so people. And he, in, in a sweet little note that just says, uh, I'm s- sending all my friends this hoodie. You're my friend. I love you, Penn.
1: Oh, that's really yeah.
2: neat. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, he's just the, the most amazing thoughtful. person. Just, well, just... He has uh, a big heart. I don't, I don't know about thoughtful to describe Penn, but, I mean, <laughs> he is full of thought. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> okay. that wouldn't be that wouldn't be how I would describe him, but uh, he's so much more com- complex than that. But, but uh, it's just been an amazing, you know, stroke of luck that we became friends with him. Because I'm not like, oh, I was friends with Siegfried and Roy, and I'm right. friends... With, you know, it's not like that, you know?
0: Yeah, what? I- well, what you have is four thousand and eight friends. <laughs> and again, I
2: know about thirty of them.
0: <laughs> Facebook says you have four thousand and eight friends.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> you really did do your stalking, Michelle. I did Michelle. my oh, it. I try to do research. just primary research.
0: It's, we don't stalk. We do primary research. Yes, I kind of so wish right. you'd
2: gone to the, to my band page though, because because I really don't do the Facebook thing. Really, well, I just I go I've got my band page yeah. and for for my band and a couple of the shows I'm producing.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. I just haven't liked it yet because I didn't want to be all weird.'re yeah. <laughs> you like, who's this? Weirder more really? <laughs> <Weirder. laughs> <laughs> well, weird than I am right
1: now. Yeah. So you've been in Vegas for thirty years now. Uh, right? Is
2: it thirty or is it more eighty five. Okay. I went in eighty five and I thought 30, I was going to be there for two weeks. weeks. I came in with a show called Lacage, an evening at Lacage. Oh. And they had no band, but the producer said, "I worked with them musically the year before, and they liked me, I guess." And they just said, uh, "Why don't you come and help us open the show to Vegas? Uh, we'll, we'll do it for two weeks, and you can go back to New York City, mm-hmm. which I think is where I was living at the time." And I never left. Hmm. I, I stayed. I just felt like back then it was a different town
0: because the humidity, there was the lack of humidity, <laughs> yeah. just made you stay there. You're like, "This is great." Well, the
2: weather <laughs> was part of it, but it, yeah, you know, if you're in your Early twenties, Vegas in '85. I mean, you ever see a casino or yeah. yeah? So it was really pretty much like casino, which they actually did film right. at the Riviera. So I, I was part of that.
0: I went to high school. My dad was in the military. We moved all over. Uh-huh. So I uh, had uh, four years. Four years that I lived in California in the high desert. I moved my senior year to Oklahoma, but that's that's another podcast you can listen to. <laughs> um, but many of my friends from um, Apple Valley and Victorville, California, in the desert, moved up to Vegas. 87, 88, 89. And, um, and some of them are still there. Others have moved on to other places, but, um, it's
2: hit and miss either. You really like it or out the door. You go, we
0: have some, we have some and li- fans and listeners. We do from Vegas. Nice we're, we're, were the
2: people that move there in, in showbiz. Well,
0: actually, <laughs> uh, you know, hate, hate to like name drop or whatever, but, uh, like, the, like I just did like for the first half, half an yeah. hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Napoleon Dumo, do you know him from, um,
2: Cool name
0: Well, right. so he um, he's a dancer and a choreographer. I uh, did not know that he did that when we were in high school, but he and his wife, um, Tabitha, I can't think of her last name, but they have nappy tabs. They were on So You Think You Can Dance. They were judges of oh, that wow. show in oh. L.A., but he started doing a lot of the choreography in in Vegas, and uh, we were in yeah. high school together. And w-
2: What's left, unfortunately, that, that's another aspect of Vegas that's gone now, is the showgirl slash dancer. Right. <laughs> n- almost none of the shows have dancers anymore. And if they do, it's a Cirque show. And that's not really dancing yeah. i I would it's acrobatic it's, it's contorting it's, basically yeah. you know
0: well you know my mom danced at the Muni theater here in St Louis and um, from 65 through 67 and you know they had a big chorus um, they had the they had the dancers you had the singers you know all of that kind of stuff and then today oh that's all gone you don't have that you the, have... La-
2: the last show was Jubilee and it closed what five six years ago something like that but yeah. that was the last classic Vegas production where you would have like forty topless girls walk down the steps at the beginning of the mm-hmm. show. Right. I mean, it was the oddest thing if you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. a, just really very strange. But that was de rigueur. That was – everyone was doing that. There was right. like at least three shows like that with – I mean, including the crew. You're talking about hundreds of people involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, – what was the, the – the French one was called the um, – oh, my God, at the Tropicana. What was it called?
0: I uh, yeah foley's
2: the follies the follies yeah, yeah. Follies bajer that was there there was another one and then jubilee and one by one they just kind of went away and the smaller production shows also faded they had much less dancers and now i'd be hard pressed to think of an example that of any show that had dancers in it topless or not
0: well or, like, or like a dancing chorus yeah, you have right. to, if you're going to have dancing you have to be the dancer and the singer and the you know all of that together combined
1: so I'm just, I, I'm curious, you know, we're talking a lot about the entertainment industry of Vegas, which I think is obviously a really big component of, of um, probably a big provider of, of work. And a lot of the people that live there are probably involved in the entertainment industry. Is that Or the fair casino to say? industry. The casino? Yeah. Maybe,
2: maybe more per capita than like a normal large right. city or a city that size. Because what are we up to like now? Two million, I think?
1: Yeah. I yeah, uh, heard recently. It's over that. It's like two point five million, I think. Wow. From what I heard. Well,
2: Southern California keeps, you know, emigrating there. So.
1: So but what is that? What you want it? to be on the right side of the San Andreas <laughs> Fault when the earthquake happens?
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had a couple. We we get those uh, uh, tremors there. Oh yeah. It's bizarre. Right. Have you ever been in an earthquake? No. It's yeah, very thankfully.
0: strange. Oh, you weren't here when we had an earthquake. Mm-mm. I mean, it wasn't like any California earthquakes, Mm-mm. but we had one in I think '06. It was Mm-mm. like a five point. Oh yeah if
2: you, if you felt it and and you saw like last one was actually on stage with the rat pack is back about this year I think it was there was that those massive earthquake in Bakersfield mm-hmm. so the tremors from that shook the stage and I could I, I've been in a couple earthquakes not massive ones like you're talking about but you, when you start to feel, you know yeah. the earth shake literally. You're like, this is really, really odd. This is strange, and it was on stage at the Rat Pack show, and I could see the speaker in front of me shaking oh like that. Gosh, the PA spooky. speaker, yeah. And um, and the bunny that we were talking about earlier, uh, uh, Joelle, turns around and looks at me, and she's like, "What the hell's going on?" So the audience mm-hmm. couldn't see, right? Because I'm in the band and I'm facing yeah. the audience, and um. Uh, And I'm completely ignoring her because I'm like one millisecond away from if that speaker shook anymore, I was going to just say stop the show, everybody out. Mm -hmm, That's how serious it got to me.
1: Is that is that the thing to do in an earthquake? Oh, you You got to get out of the building. Yeah, Yeah,
2: absolutely, because the roof will come down. Okay. Or you got to get in an archway or something like that. I just I did not want to be in that showroom. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But seriously, I was thinking about. I came to like one millisecond of. Yelling at the audience, get out now! And meanwhile, the, the bunnies in my face going, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> I
1: <doing?" laughs> like
0: you can laugh what? about it now. Yeah. It was definitely not something to laugh about at that moment in time. It, it
2: ended up dissipating, and obviously, no damage. I mean, there was damage in Bakersfield or wherever yeah. the yeah. epicenter was, but yeah. It's you my know what? Quick like story. I
1: would like to take a brief pause so that oh, we sure. can make sure that we have full conversations i'd love to learn a little bit more about what it's like to be in the in- entertainment industry there sure we, so when we come back we, we, can want, to, we want to I gotta compare go. war stories
0: well, of
2: st
1: louis and <laughs> vegas i mean I, god bless you know how hard it is here oh it's <laughs> got to be
2: but you guys got the coolest theater you got the fox we, we have a yeah. bunch
0: of cool theaters yeah here. very so, true yeah. okay
1: well we'll take a brief break and be right back We are. Thank you for letting us refresh our glasses. We're definitely not having a problem with this day drinking thing. No, I, no. I, I, I've never had a problem with it. Actually, I, I as
0: I've gotten older, I've actually told my friends that I prefer to drink during the day so I can be in bed by 1030. Right. So I still get my full night of sleep, wake up the next day, and I'm all good. Mm-hmm. It's when you... Make me drink late, 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 late right. till one, two o'clock of the morning. Yeah, that it hurts so bad. The I'm next a late day. person.
1: You are. Yeah, which I, I imagine is, I used to be. Is is that? Is, is Vegas kind of a late night town? Is Are you a well, late person as I mean, a result your show of what, was what at you a.m. It, it did.
2: used to be. Yeah. But, but that all changed <laughs> there, when, when Cirque took, took over the town.
1: Okay, Cirque so, du Soleil. Yeah. So has that drastically changed the entertainment industry oh, and the landscape there?
2: Every, every part of it. Every conceivable yeah. part of it has is, is been changed by the... It's like the Cirque monstrosity, corporate, like, juggernaut. Mm-hmm. They literally have six shows running concurrently. Wow. Oh. I mean, that's just stupid.
0: And, but are they, fi- they filling the houses? You,
2: yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the hype and it's the promo and it's the corporate juggernaut. They have programmed everyone, you must see a Cirque show, come to Las Vegas. It's awful. Huh. Because literally, uh, can you tell I'm not a fan?
1: <laughs> no, how
0: Look, I, do you really actually, feel? Actually, I just want you to you know share a little more.
2: <laughs> well, literally, it's just a different setting. You know, like one's, uh, oh, it's in water, or different subject matter, one's the Beatles, and I'm a massive Beatles fan, and I refuse to go see it. But basically, it's the same thing. It's just... Contortionists and people jumping around, and then you got the clown coming out that tries to like fool with someone in the audience. It's exactly the same formula, they just change the setting or the subject matter, and I
0: hate it. Okay, yeah. so let's let me let awful. Me, let me um, <laughs> delve a little bit and further. And the music it is, is
2: they, they 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 shortchange you on the music, they either have a limited small now, right? or uh, yeah, or or a very small pit, if you will, where it's basically just like two or three keyboard players. It's just oh, awful, really? yeah, yeah, it's just.
0: Have have they evolved to people's attention spans, you know, with everybody mm, like moving question. from this, that I don't, you know? I, mean, I, I wonder if literally
2: it is just a circus. It's just a cooler circus if you think about it. Than yeah. if you went to see Barnum and Bailey and they don't have animals. Other than that, it's pretty much the same it's thing. A circus. they just dressed better. Right. And the acts are probably better than just, you know, the flying trapeze artists, but it's still a circus.
0: Okay, so if you were to try to um, also compete in Vegas as a musician, as the big band, as you know, the conducted orchestra, things like that, how would you make yourself different, or make somebody go, "Hey, I can go see like real, r- you know, uh, people doing music and you know wanting to dance to and sing along with," or I can go watch something that I will never be able to do, right? You know, like like how would you how would you want to get people to come back?
2: <laughs> Uh, probably, well, that's
0: Iggy Pop. <laughs> I love. He Iggy, has something to say. <laughs> about Iggy Pop is with us today. Is,
2: well, and the Iggy Pop and, doesn't
0: like Cirque du Soleil either. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Good job, Iggy Pop. I'm with you. We'll, well, we'll say a headliner like Iggy Pop came to town. That's yeah. cool, right? Yeah. And okay. we do have. Vegas has evolved since I first got there. When it would just be like. N- just the wayne newtons and the shares and people like that right yeah mm-hmm. all those shares made the transition somehow but now you've got cooler headliners you've got lady gaga i wish we had iggy pop oh, we yeah. don't but we've got um aerosmith mm. john fogarty i saw last year amazing show i just i, I always love those tunes and to hear him actually He's sing from it,
1: Peoria, Illinois, it i did
2: not know that
1: so when you say the um isn't
2: cheap trick from around there too
1: I think so, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, pals right. with those
2: guys. because yeah. th- Now, that was an amazing show. That's another I'll just, celebrity drop I just names keep shoveling. Just tell me to stop shoveling. But, but no, this really was a cool show because it was all the original Cheap Trick guys, right? Mm-hmm. And they wanted to do a show called Sergeant Pepper Live. And we did the entire Beatles Sergeant Pepper Live album, which, as you know, oh. is very symphonic. Mm-hmm. So we had a full orchestra behind cheap trick doing the entire sergeant pepper album wow and it would, that was a great show wow that would so I, if i could get a show like that again back in vegas that would get people come back before whatever, you know they they got tired for whatever reason they didn't want to do it again and they got their own career right, you know
0: right when you say that somebody is uh, doing a show are they uh, is it a one-off or are they there for six months oh, well, are they
2: this here's the new you know catchphrase or, or catchword is uh I have a residency right okay, which yeah. I actually say too, but <laughs> I'm excused
0: okay so but, the, uh, they're committing to be there for well a the, this is this is this is
2: this is the, this is the joke behind it mm-hmm. they, they, they're only there for a few weeks like everyone go see Lady Gaga well be careful because she's only there for like five dates like oh, three seriously? times a, yeah
1: I see I got the impression that she was there for I know. like
2: I know everybody does and it's oh, not no wow. no because the, the you know the last. People, I, I, we may be saying this in the future is that the last real residency was Donnie and Marie. Really? And they're just wrapping up like next week. They're ending their 10 year run. 10 years. But they did something like 44 weeks a year. Okay. Oh which is, gosh. that's what it used to be. So, like, when, when I did the David Cassidy show uh, at the COPA, that was like 44 weeks a year. And that was the, that's your residency. Right? What
1: about. Um
2: that's a residency, like Celine Dion. N- not not twelve. Right? Same thing. See, she so was only just did four
0: shows a month, or something, uh, or e- maybe even less. less really? Yeah. I
2: think maybe total for the year. Well, I mean, Celine just ratcheted down as she went along. Okay. So at some point, she may have had up upwards of, I don't know, fifty to sixty dates a year, or something like that. Yeah. But then it just keeps ratcheting well, down to like. Twenty dates a year, or like something. Like I
0: said earlier, I do a lot of my day drinking now. So, <laughs> so as performers are getting older, they're actually they just want to do like a four thirty show. Well, you know, and as as the as the as the um, as the audience also gets older, you know, it's gonna be like let's just hit the four thirty, go to the buffet, and then um, we can still catch I, Nightline with Ted Cobb. <laughs> is that still on? I don't know.
2: I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna text <laughs> you guys tonight at eight forty PST time. And tell you how the show went. Okay. After yeah. drinking all day with you, oh, I'm, God, I'm flying yeah. to Vegas and playing a show at 7.30. Okay.
0: Yeah, we'll be well, recording that's, that's the plan. Yeah. Okay. That's the plan. And if the snow doesn't keep you stuck <laughs> in St. Louis. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. So you've been to St. Louis a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what is one of your favorite venues to play or to be you know, I, I've, around the I've only hangout? played the Fox. Only the Fox.
2: And I will refuse to play anywhere, anywhere else. else. <laughs> 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 I understand. How dare you suggest that I would play somewhere else? Well, <laughs> well Powell Hall sure. would be fabulous. The
1: Peabody. No, yeah, you, you guys
2: are telling me these stuff. other venues. It's just that yeah. I've only been here with the Rat Pack, and yeah. it seems like the Fox is. Uh, well, that's the only place for us, probably so far.
1: A big enough. Venue. What is your audience like? Is it? Is it
2: almost dead?
1: Yeah, okay. it's a four thirty show.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> most of the audience uh, are pretty much. uh not eating solid food, oh. and, and hauling their own oxygen.
0: Oh. Oh, man. Oh. Well, no, no, think
2: about it. If you were yeah. alive, yeah. if you were even 20 years old in 1961, uh, I can't think today, how old would you be?
0: You'd be close I, I was to never, 80. I was never good in math. You're close to 80. They, so there yeah. you go. Because my, uh, my dad is... And that's if you were a kid. was 20 in 1966,
1: so, yeah, he's Yeah, okay. So, is there? So, are you
0: guys going to do like you know the Beastie Boys are back then for the next <laughs> well, generation?
2: I, <laughs> I, not with this particular production company, but I also produced a Janice Joplin show. I just did up in New Hampshire last week, and that might have been on my Facebook page. Okay, and uh, it's called Cosmic Blues, and um, I, I'm I'm collaborating with this amazing singer uh, Michelle Roll that's just sounds it's like she's channeling Janice and it's nice. just a really I just thought it was time to do like a like a a tribute. Oh, I hate to use that word. It's not a it's not a tribute. But to do justice to her body of work, mm-hmm. Janice Joplins, because I, I really haven't seen anybody else doing that. And I I had the right vessel in Michelle. Okay. And uh she loves doing it. So we just we l- last week I was in my hometown, Keene, New Hampshire and we uh did it at the Colonial Theater, mm-hmm. which is a Real small-scale fox.
1: <laughs> so let me ask you this. What um, what drives the um, desire to create more shows that are tributes versus um, representing your own art? Because you've composed. you've
2: I, I, yeah. I, I do, and I have. And actually, I was thinking when you guys said you didn't have a music to roll in, I, I've got an original you guys could run.
0: Oh, you don't mind if we do that? Yeah. Oh, that'd be fantastic. We just got, it's on, oh, sp- I got on Spotify, it. we'd have to, we, ha- we just don't have it. Well, our- if you
2: want to use it, in- I own the rights, you can have it. Oh,
0: fantastic. We'd love yeah. to use it during the, during it's, this It's, uh,
2: podcast. it's something or I wrote with, podcast. um, Doc so Kupka from, I co-wrote it with Doc, Doc Kupka from Tower of Power fame. And if you have any fans that listen to Tower of Power, they'll immediately know who he is because he's an original member. And, uh, we did an album, recorded it in, uh, in Las Vegas and, uh did a few original. So to answer your question, yeah, you can do that. You can go down that road, but, but, uh, demand is driving the mm-hmm. tribute show thing. Mm-hmm. If you look at, uh, the Fox's schedule next year, mm-hmm. or, 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 I guess the spring schedule, yeah. I guarantee you there's going to be three or four tribute Types. shows mm-hmm. because people want them now. They just, they right. want them. So, well, supply we have, and demand.
0: We have a really successful tribute uh, show here in St. Louis, and I think they've been doing this for over ten years, um, and it's called El Monstero. Oh, yeah, and they do Pink Floyd. Uh,
2: Pink Floyd is massive.
0: They do um, The Wall, and, and some um, Zeppelin stuff too. Well, that's another. That's Celebration Day. It's the same. It's the same group. Oh, of so local they do.
2: They do do they. But decide it, who they want to pay tribute to. And they, no,
0: they, they do every year. They book, we have a, a venue here in St. Louis called The Pageant, which seats about 2,500 to 3,000 people. And they book that over Christmas, and it's sold out. And they do seven shows. It's uh, Pink Floyd, or that's El Monstero, and they play the same. Two albums, and it, I like to say it's like Cirque du Soleil for St. Louis because they've got they've got the pole dancers, they've got the people, you know, the women in the aerial arts. The aerial arts, yeah. um, you know, they've got you know. Oh, pe- pe- pe-
2: people try to circify.
0: Well, I, I and I'm, I'm
2: like, please,
0: I'm really um, please impressed with uh, the production. Maybe That's what you, you can know. Do I with the Rat Pack to bring oh, yeah. that audience. Yeah, a little younger. we need the, we need the, <laughs> you need a the pole dancer
2: bouncing off the ceiling.
0: Um, but they are all local musicians they uh they sell out the they sell the pageant every year and then they also do one show in the summertime um either uh usually out at uh, I'm going to date myself riverport amphitheater I don't know what we call it now cuz you know corporate names change right uh but they they do that once a year and they actually have like the helicopter fly in from um oh, whatever wow. Pink Floyd song that is, but there. Oh, uh, yeah. You know. I've
2: done several Pink Floyd songs. What the hell is the name of that?
0: Yeah. So the helicopter. That, yeah, that, that. comes over the crowd. Yeah. Uh, so if you happen to be in oh, St. Is, Louis, this is gonna bother
2: me now, and I <laughs> refuse. No, no, I'm not googling it. I, no, text no, no, no. Us later that's with cheating. It. Don't google it.
0: <laughs> but if you happen to be in St. Louis over Christmas or uh, you know in the summertime and you want to catch their show. I they are phenomenal.
1: So speaking of Pink Floyd, have either of you done the whole Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon experiment? Oh sure. Yeah. Are you familiar?
2: Well, if you're if you're I high the, if you're no high enough, it, it works with what any you're movie. You're talking about. You, you you would turn off the volume to The Wizard of Oz and you would listen to Dark, Dark Side, Side of the, of the, the moon, moon instead. So on the third
1: roar of the lion, when the MGM logo comes up. Uh, Before the movie starts, that's when you start The Dark Side of the Moon. And it works beautifully.
0: I also heard that if you play things
1: backwards, (laughs) then you can hear Satan
0: talking to you. I mean, I don't know. Have you guys done that? I have not done that.
2: I buried Paul.
0: (laughs) I killed Jeffrey Epstein.
2: (laughs) You know, the the problem with that, though, is I'm pretty sure The Wizard of Oz is... A lot longer, the movie. Yeah, you have
1: to start it back Dark over. Than Dark Side of the Moon. You have to start it back over. Well, well if you're see, lucky enough, you That's
2: got... why it didn't work for me. I never did that.
0: You didn't have an auto-reverse Walkman <laughs> that you could Cosette, have done that. Yeah. With, like, like, just started it back over.
1: That is a it's brilliant
2: album, though. It's neat, though.
1: Well, what happens, things like, um, you know... Money v- HS tape next time. Money. So that you can turn it over. When that song kicks on is right when Dorothy opens the door to the Wizard of Oz and you see the golden... Like, there's just all the timing of things. It's really wonderful. There's so many... Can the you, second, okay. the second I get back to Vegas, idea? I'm
2: doing that. Who
1: created that idea? Oh, a, Think. Co-
2: a college kid in a, in a dorm in BU, probably. You know, it was like, yeah. after hey, had- I got an idea.
0: <laughs> I don't want to really watch Wizard of Oz because I like want to listen to Pink Floyd. Pass
2: that joint, man. Yeah,
0: let's just do that. Let's just, oh, this is really cool. How do we let, this, let people know about it? Let's put it on Twitter. Let's put it on Instagram it works just YouTube It youtube i'm going to have to revisit high that
2: high or
1: not high yeah. it works
2: i'm going to have to revisit that but i've always loved that album
1: mhm yeah there's a lot of parallels like when the w- there's scenes and i don't re- and i my, my knowledge of the album isn't that i it's not that fresh so but there's moments like where the you know the the woman who's on the bike who's the wicked witch you know there's like when she comes into the scene there's a song that like perfectly matches her character and just, so you know
0: wizard of oz can be pretty traumatic that, that I remember, you know, really being afraid of flying monkeys when I was a child and I was worried about that happening and I would look mm. over my shoulder, you know, because I knew that they were going to be coming down. So now if I have like trauma, like ingrained trauma from watching Wizard of Oz as a child and I'm going to substitute, add Pink Floyd to it, I'm not sure that that's going to give me the nice mm. justice for Pink Floyd. <laughs> my trauma might spill over. You and get a little I'll paranoia like, oh, in there. Paranoia, right?
2: Well, the, yeah. the trauma was making it. I mean, did you hear that? Oh, like so uh, so the f- the fake grass that Judy Garland laid down in was a- asbestos.
1: Oh, serious? Yeah,
2: and and then oh. the, the 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 there was a- asbestos also in the in the Tin Man suit. Oh my god! And it's oh, yeah. it, uh, the paint. Buddy, Buddy Ebsen, yeah, it was there, a lot of it was paint, and Buddy Epson was the first Tin Man. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, Beverly yeah. Hillbillies. Yeah,
1: allergy to it, right?
2: And and yeah, he he his skin just. He he had this amazing allergic reaction to the paint, Mm. and uh, he had to give it up and... Mm -hmm. And live, and live. (laughs) But who was the actor who replaced him? Not Well, we're not going to check. We're not going to check. I refuse to Google. It's too easy. Uh, Bert Lahr was the...
0: Wasn't he the he dragon? Was the, he was.
2: He was. the, the lion.
0: Yeah, the the dragon. You were Are
2: high. You were sure high real? when you watched Wizard <laughs> of Oz. My God, this Pinot is so good.
1: <laughs> wow. Do you want to hallucinate a little Sorry, bit? Sorry, guys. this Pinot?
0: <laughs> Pinot for breakfast, and you see dragons in Wizard of the Oz. Wizard of Oz.
2: Yeah, but it was an incredibly dangerous film they made, and yeah, you know.
0: Well, now they have. You know, it's much safer. When they're not going to paint you with uh, asbestos silver paint, you know, that's, thank thank goodness.
1: There know. was a, there was somebody that died on set, right? There was a... Well, it was a Wicked Witch when the house fell on her. No, but I mean, right. like an actual, there was an actual set accident, if I remember correctly.
2: Probably most movies, somebody dies or used to.
1: It's not a good movie until yeah. somebody dies. Really? I mean, most Is movies.
2: A, yeah. Seriously? At least one. Sure.
1: Do I need to Google this? And no that fact? No googling. <laughs> Text us later after
0: you do your <laughs> primary research. Right. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. So anyway, back to tribute bands
0: and mm-hmm. and the the things that you're working on and the, the Janis Joplin. Um, what else do you have coming up? Or are you I so just, busy? With, I
2: I I guess I've put you know I've thrown down into this tribute show world a, a little bit because. Uh, Not only do I have the uh, uh, Cosmic Blue show, but now i got a Greg Allman show called Midnight Rider. So I draw the line at uh, at, uh, the person that you're tributing has Mm -hmm. to be dead.
1: Okay. Because
2: there's a lot of shows now, like, well, you go and you'll see a Zeppelin show. Well, two of those guys are still alive, so you could actually go see Robert Plant if you wanted to. Right. But no, there's a million of these Led Zeppelin tribute shows, so... I guess that's where I draw the line. I know. Have, I know it's almost meaningless. You, have to have you gotta be dead. That's it. You gotta be dead. How many
1: productions are you working in all all together?
2: Well, if you include my band uh, regularly, I guess it'd be like four or five.
1: How do you keep all those schedules aligned?
2: It's it's like anybody else that freelances. Like I would imagine that you freelance, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't you don't go into a cubicle every day, right? And right. I just Correct. couldn't imagine you doing that. So, yeah. Yeah. Or, or or you as um, well. Thanks. So it's one of those things where if you freelance, you just it's plug and play. You know, Mm -hmm. what's going on? I'll put this fire out now. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like when I showed up, here was my fire here, Mm -hmm. is that Sammy's suitcase didn't make it to St. Louis.
1: The the Sammy Davis Davis Jr. character for the show. Yeah. So here's a
2: shout out to Southwest Airlines. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Because the bag showed up a half an hour after our second show finished.
1: I mean, that's. So, and it was a nonstop. It, it had his,
2: it had his costume, his tux, and it had his wig, and it had his makeup, and it, and it was it, this was a problem, you mm-hmm. know. So it's, it's one of those things. It's like you know, so I'm everybody I'm putting fires out and
1: provided a coat, a shirt, shoes. Well, we switched. <laughs> I
2: wore Frank's tux, and then I gave my tux jacket to to Sammy. It was a yeah. little odd, yeah. but it all worked out.
1: And you gave your shoes.
2: Uh, yes, he wore my shoes. That's mm-hmm. right. Which I got to get back from before I leave, by the way. Thanks yeah. for reminding me. Yeah,
1: well, hi. Hey, you know, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, as you're out and about in... in up, The world. The world, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, pause. It's the
0: Pinot Noir. I know. effect I'm like, already. I'm like, I'm really? telling you, it's a good breakfast wine. <laughs>
1: My this is the way the rest of the day is, is going to be. Outside.
2: Wow, yeah. You, if you guys yeah. got two more shows, oh my I'll just be <laughs> on the plane.
1: Yeah. So I have a question for you. Sure. Um, so you've been in the entertainment industry a long time. Um, Guilty. Yes. Back when it was silent films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right?
2: That's, that's where I got my name from Lon Chaney. It was acting with Lon Chaney. I thought so. Yeah. I thought
0: so. And, Senior, and not your, junior. And your, and your um, older brother, Charles, was yes. uh, right there and said, hey, I need my brother Lon. Exactly. Lon. Yeah, I thought so. Go ahead, Emily. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> where <laughs> was I? <No>. Lawn's <laughs> been so, in for yes, a long time, a long time. <laughs>
1: um, and uh, so, Vegas brought you out uh, for the entertainment industry, right? Where were you prior to Vegas? Were you already in the entertainment industry? Where had you been? Performing?
2: Fledgling, I guess. Yeah, I. I well, I grew up in Keene, like I said, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and then I went to uh, college in Boston. I went to New England Conservatory. Oh. Oh, and well, I got great. my degree from a big string school. Oh, yeah. And, um, not a Big Ten, big, but a big string. Big string, yeah. <laughs> big string school. That's, that's,
1: it's, that's, it's one of the top music conservatories in the United States. I know. I yeah. Know. I'm just trying Listen to, be to me, a guy. I'm like, I'm taking it so seriously. I'm like, oh.
2: No. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> she just beat me over the head. I should Wham. know this
0: already. Come on now. <laughs>
2: so, so that led me to, to staying and working in Boston in a, in a kind of a young, fledgling way, right? Okay. And then, um, that uh, uh, it's it. One day, I was in this horrible nightclub playing in this not so great band in November, which is
1: right now like, the weather kind of like, the like the it is now of, in Boston, yeah. right? Snowy and this, lady.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I, this sounds like a completely made up story, but it's true. We get a break after one of the sets, and this complete stranger comes up to me and goes, uh, "You know, I'm producing a show in Hawaii." And we're looking for younger trumpet players that can move. Because it, I was in a show band and it was a little bit of choreography, okay. right? Yeah. We're looking for a, a, a younger trumpet player to, uh, to come to Honolulu. We're going to give you X amount of money a week. We'll fly you there. We'll put you up. What do you think about that? I'm like, I, is this a fucking joke? <laughs> like, Are you kidding? Have you looked outside? <laughs> I was literally in Chelsea, which is this absolute dive like neighborhood of uh, Boston. You know, like uh, back then, where, I don't know if where it the still Departed is. was made. Did you ever see the yeah, Departed? Yeah, yeah. Right. It, that's Chelsea. Okay. okay, and that's that's where Wynn idiotically built his big massive hotel. But that's a whole other story. So anyway, I, I took about a, a millisecond to think. Uh, yes, I'd rather go there than stay here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And those were actually. The same producers that led me to Vegas eventually. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, it really was just this one guy arbitrarily coming into this horrible shitty little nightclub in Chelsea mm. one night in November of nineteen something, eighty something.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: So that, that that was the evolution of that. And then those guys uh, ended up doing the same show uh, in Atlantic City the following from the summer show. Yeah. Okay. And so then I got to get the whole Atlantic City experience.
1: I've never been to Atlantic City. What What is that like?
2: I, I don't know what it's like now. It, yeah. It's just it's really falling on hard times because... Uh, Person you may be aware of basically destroy the entire city. Oh, much what's like his, his last name?
0: To do to well, our let, country? Well, hold
2: on, it'll come to me. What's oh, his wait, last don't name? Don't Google it. Don't you got, dare Google it. I know he's orange.
0: <laughs> don't you he dare. Don't
2: and he weighs about three hundred pounds. And what else?
0: After his morning bowel movement.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you mean his, his 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 Twitter feed? Twitter feed. <laughs> That's what I would call that.
0: Verbally vomits on the on but, the world.
2: Yeah, but but I didn't work in a Trump property that time that was actually the Tropicana but then later on in the 90s I went back to Atlantic City and the, and the difference in the city was stark and uh can I single-handedly blame that on the three Trump properties maybe not but yeah. it had a lot to do with it is well, what is happened? when he well he overbuilt like he always oh, okay. does he he had two properties that were relatively successful Trump Trump Plaza, I think it was called, and Trump Castle, and he has to go and build the Taj Mahal, right. which was this massive, way overbuilding, way out of the budget, just pie in the sky. Mm-hmm. Anyone who really had a business degree, which he, I to this day, I, I will does. argue that yeah. point. Yeah. I don't, I think. I think his dad just said, "Give him a degree from mm-hmm. whatever that you know business school college that he loves Wharton. to brag about." Wharton. 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 Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So so anyone with with the tiniest business, you know, sense, sense would have said that's too much. And sure enough, it was way too much. And it was a money loser from day one. And I think that helped the implosion of Atlantic City was the Taj Mahal when that crash and burned and he lost everything in, you know, all three mm-hmm. casinos. And I'm pretty sure Oh all I don't three think we have folded? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. gosh. The the city's really fallen on hard times. Now, part of that, too, is is gaming in, in other cities like Foxwoods in, in Connecticut, mm-hmm. Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Now Boston, like I was just saying, Wynn just built this massive casino that looks exactly – it's identical to the one in Vegas, in Vegas. but it's in Chelsea. So mm-hmm. when you drive by, you're going, what the hell is that doing there? This is very odd if you know Boston at all. I don't know if you guys yeah, have ever yeah, been it's there. Very
1: Yeah, very out of place because it's such an old – it's an old world there. right?
2: Yeah. I love Boston. That's a, that's a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I do too. I was there
0: last year for a friend's, uh, a friend's daughter's wedding. And I know I yeah. talked about that. You can like re-listen to that episode when I talked about that. But I remember going, oh, Paul Revere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Revere where? Oh, that's related. Uh, <laughs> like the <laughs> oh, iron, yeah, because he was an iron. He was an iron worker, yeah, and that's why you have the revere wear and stuff like that. I know this is this is so important to <laughs> this conversation <laughs> with Lon Bronson from Las Vegas. <laughs> always managed to bring it back to me. Yeah, you know? I mean, well, always it managed it to bring it back show. to me. That's a talent. That's a talent. <laughs> yeah, um, I was gonna like comment on when you said you're in this like little, you know. Um, Shitty nightclub in Boston, and you're playing, and somebody comes up and says, "I want you to come to come to Honolulu." Yeah, there's a moral in that, you know. And our listeners who are you know are always looking for the moral in our shows. You played, right? You didn't care that you were in a little shitty place, oh, no. right? I, w- I was glad you're... to
2: have the work. I exactly. was, I was a working musician at age twenty-one or something. That's not mm-hmm. easy. So,
0: so the, it's like, so if you're doing something you love, it doesn't matter if you have ten people, or one person, or a hundred and fifty million people watching you. you if you play. play to as if, as if you have millions yeah. watching you. Well, then I, someone's gonna see your talent. If you had decided that day, oh man, it's a shitty nightclub and it's snowy just outside. Just punching my card, yeah. and I'm not even—I'm not even gonna fucking wiggle, wiggle my hips during the choreography <laughs> this time, right? You know, right. you might not have been selected.
2: It's possible, I guess. I mean, at that point, you're just trying to feed yourself when you're that young. So, so it's kind of not an option to say I'm going to stay home and. And watch Casper the Ghost, you know. Right,
0: right. Well, you know <laughs> what's on reruns, right? Right. Um, no, but I think that's 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 cool, you know, mm-hmm. because and then that also gives people um, who are who are um, just coming out in the in whatever art or whatever industry that they're working in or wanting to make their life, yeah, you know, well, give give a hundred percent. I sat down uh,
2: my daughter that's at North Texas State, um, in Denton, in Denton, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had a heart to heart with her when she said I want to go into music, and I said, okay, here's I, I wish someone had this heart to heart with me. Although it was a different world back then, you know, in the '70s. Um, but I told her the truth, and I said, you know, it's really going to be tough to make it as a flute player, and she's a legit flute player only. So she's, you know, it's kind of a, a very narrow niche mm-hmm. that you're trying to get into in a in an already like super competitive business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but I said, you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to completely rain on your parade. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you, you've got to know the truth and don't listen to just dad. Here's all my pro friends that you respect. Ask them, and every single one said exactly the same thing. You know. Yeah. And that all being said, she's still going to music. So
1: right, that's great. I mean, yeah. I think it is important to really f- follow your passion, follow your dream, because I think you're right, Michelle. Like when I mean, you're putting it uh, in yes. there. You know the, the right oppor- <laughs> again <laughs> the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the right opportunities will indeed find you. and um, and you know, it's I, I think about all the transitions that I've made in my from you know from my career and now having the opportunity to really pursue the passions of interest. And just, you know, there are there are weeks where I'm financially nervous, but I'm so much happier and fully. Fully rewarded on the inside, which shows on the outside, and I know other great opportunities are coming my way, and that's because I'm happy, and that's attractive, right? You, you you, know, there's you, a magnetism. You're to
2: right. That. You got you got to get yourself out there, and you mm-hmm. got to. And I think today, the part of the advice I gave my daughter was, you've got to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. You've got to think, rethink uh, a different way to do your project or music that no one else has. So so that gig that you and I were discussing earlier, the mm-hmm. pop strings thing, mm-hmm. my friend Dave Perico did exactly that because he's working basically with the same tools that everyone else has. In other words, he can call you up, you know, Emily, do you want to come play cello for me? And he, mm-hmm. you could just come and play some Mozart and that would be not thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. Instead, he goes, this is my concept. I'm going to utilize a whole string section and we're going to—he's going to rearrange and and rewrite the music uh, using contemporary tunes. Right. No one else had really done that, as mm-hmm. far as I know. And I've got another friend, uh, Nina DiGregorio, Gregorio, who oh. has a group called uh, Bella Strings, and
1: they—yeah—same
2: they, thing. Right. She actually took over this concept, which is basically just—I don't want to say run on the mill but a, say a pedestrian or a traditional. Wedding playing string quartet, and they mm-hmm. called themselves Bella Bella mm-hmm. Strings. And then she completely reinvented it to be the one of the best, arguably uh, electric violin rock quartets, and that evolved to a thing called Thems of Rock. How fun! Is and that? if you guys That's haven't cool. followed this stuff, seriously look it up because it's really cool. You, you're going to love I it. Would, being yeah. a cellist, you're going to love it. So th- th- my point being that you have to just kind of. Make your own way. You have to invent your own reality, which sounds, you know, that's
1: true anywhere. If you go down well, the corporate route, you you, you but still so you have can't to, you can't do that
2: in the corporation. That's just it. You have to conform there. If you have one bad idea on the corporate ladder, your head gets chopped off. Trust me. I I was very much in the gaming corporation.
0: Telling us, he had to get it replaced. But no, I
2: did that. I did that at the Riviera for years, and and you know, another side story to drop another name. <laughs> in entertainment, in the in the in the nineties, uh two people ran entertainment at the Riviera. Um I I I was one and then my boss was Bobby Bacala from The Sopranos. Oh. Steve Sharippa. Yes. Oh. And he's he's currently on Blue Bo- Blue Bloods okay. CBS TV show. And um he never took an acting class It just just kind of randomly evolved for him that somebody – because he's just – what you see when you see Steve on on screen is Steve. Okay, yeah. So uh, I think the way the story goes is somehow um, Chase, the producer for uh, The Sopranos, saw him doing a cameo in one of the comics that we hired at the Riviera, like little vignette, because this is pre-YouTube. Yeah. And he had done like a short – film and steve was in it being steve because he was he started as a major d there that's how i met him and uh uh uh, david chase saw it and goes i want to screen test him i mean again this is so random and arbitrary like my my boston story but that does happen it
0: happens it really
2: happens
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: so i mean i are we saying just Wait until you get lucky. I, I, I don't want to leave your your no, your, no, you your listeners. Hard. No, yeah. You gotta work hard.
1: gotta work hard.
0: But uh,
2: but but it does happen. Yeah. I guess would be my point.
0: Well, I, my I guess my thought comment was you don't know when that opportunity might show up. Mm-hmm. So if you are performing or you're doing something, you know, if you're doing what you love in your art, let that show, even if it's just one person in the audience. Right. You know, if I can make, the, if I have one person in my audience and I can make them laugh, then I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ever go, oh, well, it's just you. But you, you, Okay.
2: You know what? Yay. Here's where I would go with that. Okay. And I feel the same way. You can't think that you're going to be the next greatest thing. That can't be
1: your intention. No. Yeah. You just have to. Because, enjoy like, in, what you in, do. say, in
2: your world, you're not going to go, Well, I'm going to be the next Elaine Boozler, just to use a really arcane reference.
1: Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I actually but, don't know that reference.
2: B- she was like,
1: I, I know don't now everybody's. Know? The conservatory <laughs> of you? arts? It's the best
0: place yeah. ever. <laughs> I just beat Emily but, over the head but, if, but, for our, but our <laughs> listeners. I run,
2: she did I, with her
1: I, eyes, that's for sure. I run
2: into this a lot because, because this is what you, t- you touched on. It's like, okay, what do you? Where are you going to go with your career? You know, and a lot of younger people think, I'm going to do nothing but original music, and I'm going to become famous.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Is that possible? Absolutely. But I, I never ever had that delusional thought. Mm -hmm. I just thought, you know, at first I was like, I just like to play the trumpet, and then I could see that window closing. I go, I better branch out. I better start learning how to arrange produce you have to wear a lot of different hats yeah. to make in in my be opinion flexible. to make it in in, in show business mm-hmm. so right. you know if you just want to play the cello that's great but that might limit you mm-hmm. so you know what i'm saying so now you have other things you do like this right, right? Mm-hmm. so that's what i'm trying to urge
0: many times not only
2: my ever. daughter but any other person i would talk to that's that would be Many the times you have to create on.
0: your own opportunities. Create
2: your own reality. That's and, what I'm saying. Um,
0: and and that's okay. I mean, if we yeah. if we want to really bring it back to like you know early, early nineteenth, uh, early twentieth century, just like Mickey Rudy and Judy Garland, they would get together and they put those shows on in the barn. <laughs> I they got made, some costumes. They made their own reality, you know, and that's what you can do. You know, nobody's right. limiting you.
2: Right? No, it, it nobody it's, limits you, it, you. You you two. control your own destiny. Yep. You're, you're exactly right. And, and do you need a break or some luck along the way? Sure. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. But basically, you're right. If you don't create your own reality, then that break's never going to come your way.
0: And you need to be ready yeah. because you don't know if that break is going to show up today and you might be feeling a little under the weather. You might be feeling, oh, maybe not so much today. Uh, right. And that person walked in they weren't, and they walked back out.
2: You might have you been just... up all night drinking with and, Emily yeah. <laughs> and
0: then,
2: and then next thing she's dragging your ass into a podcast. It's like 7 a.m. for me. It's in the
0: studio <laughs> and she's giving you more wine.
2: <laughs> oh, that 7.30 show tonight is going to be great. <laughs> you know, I'm you... going to tape that and send it to you. All you
0: have to do is say <laughs> you just need to dedicate it to the... Those two ladies yep. in St. Louis. Uh, I don't know their last names, but it's Michelle and Emily. Oh no, yeah, I, I, in St. I, Louis.
2: I know her last name because when she told me, I go, "That is the most Anglo name I've ever heard." <laughs> Emily Lane.
0: Oh, sure no, name? Emily no, Lane. excuse me, it's Emily Trista Lane.
2: Oh no. <laughs> It's, it's even does. more ang- Anglo. It's even more. <laughs> well, I can
0: I can say that it has been a delight talking with you today. Thank yes. you for, I'm so for glad I came in to come on the show, yeah. for waking up early when you could have had a, your snow day morning. Yes. And, uh, well, I'm
2: going to go make a snow angel in the parking lot if that's <laughs> you okay. better. Oh, yeah. I, you I
0: better. think we should maybe all do that. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm 50 oh. and a half. I'm not well, doing I'll snow angels. Well, I'll make one with you, and we'll, we'll share the picture. Okay, <laughs> deal. Okay. <laughs> I'll just stand off to the side and go,
1: all right, that's good. I'll well, support the, you. Yeah. I'll I say support cheers you to you, cheers. and thank you so much a, for having me. Well, what a pleasure! It was fun to make music with you yeah. yesterday. <laughs> that was a blast. Certainly, yeah. great to have you um, at our table, enjoying some wine, having a conversation this yeah. morning. Well, all thank I can, you
2: can you say is been. I hope to come back again in the future. Someday. I hope you
1: do as well. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Cool. Cheers. Cheers.